Follow-up is key to success in this business. Wholesaling, you have to follow up with your leads. Did you know that 48% of salespeople never follow up with a prospect? 25% of salespeople make the second contact and stop. 12% of salespeople make three contacts and stop. And only 10% of salespeople make more than three contacts. Here's where it gets really interesting, guys. 2% of sales are made on the first contact. 3% of sales are made on the second contact. 5% of sales are made on the third contact. 10% of sales are made on the fourth contact. And here's the powerhouse. 80% of sales are made on the fifth through twelfth contact. What does that mean for you? It means you need to follow up with your leads. You need to set your follow-up on autopilot by using a CRM. Visit dpipodcast.com forward slash CRM to learn more about the CRM that the discount property investors are using in their business. You can follow up with text, email, voicemails, all automatically. Get to the 5th and 12th contact faster and close more deals. Again, visit dpipodcast.com forward slash CRM. Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge. My partner, Mike, is out in the field buying us rental properties like he does almost every time I record a show, and that is all right. Today, I have a special guest, Michael Zuber from One Rental at a Time. Me and Michael are going to talk about some rental properties. We're going to talk about the current market conditions. And I actually just really want to interview Michael as well because I've been following Michael online. He's putting out some really good content and he has an awesome YouTube channel, One Rental at a Time. Let's give a warm welcome to Michael Zuber. What's up, Michael? Hey, David. Thank you very much for having me. I am, uh, I am pretty excited to see where you are going to take this thing. You are, <laughs> you're big time. So, uh, you know, I got, I, got to, I got to come with it today. Oh, I don't know about all that, man. I don't know about all <laughs> that. But I'm happy to have you on the show. I'm grateful for your time. and. Uh, I just, I'm really happy that you're here. So let's talk about Michael Zuber for a minute. Let's learn a little bit more about you. How long have you been investing and uh, where do you live? So I live in the city of Mountain View. Uh, it's, you know, most people just know it as the Silicon Valley or the Bay Area. Uh, I invest in Fresno, California, which is the Central Valley. So it's about two and a half hours away, one way from where I live. Uh, I've been investing. I bought my first house. At 1818 North Drive East, 93703 uh, in December of 02. So, uh, wow, you know your 18, numbers. 18. <laughs> yeah, I've been asked a few times. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, what year was it? Uh, 2002. 2002. December of 02. So, 18 yeah. years ago. I'm about uh, one or two years behind you. I'm probably two years behind you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the good news is you and I can both say we invested before the crash, which should mean something today because there's a lot of people that got five years or less that this is their first event. And many of them are 
well, rightly so. They're scared, right? So, uh, you know, you and I have some scars and wounds and some memories of, of the last crash. So let's see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you bought your first one in 2002. Um, I love your, um, the name of, of your YouTube channel and your book as well, One Rental at a Time, because that's how it happens, guys. It's one at a time. I love it. It's so simple, but it's, it's, it rings so true. How many are you up to now and what are you focusing on? Uh, uh, so, we, uh, so we got to just under 200 units uh, when, we, when we both retired in 2018. We did prune our, uh, some of our inventory in 2019 because one of the things that we believe in or I believe in is, uh, you know, pigs, um, you know, was it bulls make money, bears make money, but pigs get slaughtered. Love that quote. Uh, so, yeah, so this is important for a couple of reasons. One is in 2006, uh, pre-crash, we did a bunch of 1031 exchanges because single family homes got crazy expensive. And we moved our equity to apartments. So we went from eight doors, houses, to 80 units, all apartments, no houses. But what we just did recently in 2019 is I was being pretty very, I was very vocal about bigger isn't better. As we sort of said earlier, right, you and I invested through the last crash. And a lot of my history is investing in a recession. And apartments didn't do great, right? Um, you know, people like to say that, you know, people left housing and came to apartments. That's all true. I did have record occupancy, but I didn't have record economic occupancy because some people moved in, some people moved out. And, you know, my only two years that were negative cash flow uh, were those years during the recession when my apartments didn't do great. So in 2019, kind of in the summer, I listed three of our five, or I listed all five of our apartments going, hey, if they sell, I think these prices are stupid. They all need work, but hey, if the, somebody wants them, take them. So we sold three of our five apartments. Um, we put a whole bunch of cash in the bank and you know the other two didn't sell. We just took them off the market because we were happy to keep them. And you know, lo and behold, we look like geniuses right now. We have record amounts of cash that we've never had before. We are, you know, we're buy and hold investors, which by very nature means we don't have a lot of cash because it's always going into the next rental. Uh, but we, uh, we're in a, Nice position today. And, and you, you know, still have 200 doors? To, to 150. 150, 150 doors. currently. Wow, that's a ton. That's double what I got essentially. So that is awesome. Now I'm heavily over on the single family side. Mm -hmm. uh, but still, that is very cool. I didn't realize that you had that many. And mm -hmm. uh, the fact that you guys you know, capitalized on the top of the market is awesome. You know, don't be ashamed of that. You, you sound like you're like, uh, you know, Shame, man. That's awesome. Congrats. You got a bunch of cash in the bank. Hell yeah. Yeah. That well, is I'm, what's I'm, up. I am going to be buying a lot of houses uh, in the next 18 months. We, we're probably 50, 50 now, probably 70 houses, 80 apartments today. So we have a, we have a large single family homes. That's what, that's what I like to buy. It's what I've always known. Uh, but you know, if somebody wants to give me an apartment at the bottom of a market, I feel obliged to take it. And, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So Michael, let's take a step back. I get ahead of myself often. You're going to learn that if you don't haven't already learned that. Um, what got you into real estate investing from the get go? Oh, the reason that got you in now, this is back in Oh two. Yeah. Late Oh two. So, so skipped uh, right over that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if my story's common or not. It, it kind of feels like it is, but so I was 30 years old in 02. 
uh, I had just suffered a six-figure loss in the stock market. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Anybody suffer a six-figure stock market loss today? Oh, probably probably yeah. lots of us. So I did that in 02 uh, and realized that as a 30-year-old, you know, I, I traveled for a living right as a traveling salesperson for enterprise software companies. So I made, I made okay money, uh, but my quality of life was atrocious, right? I, was, I could be on three different continents in a week. Um, you know, I would, I would routinely three, see three different cities in a week. I would have one day off, usually Saturday, because I would always travel Sunday. So my quality of life was terrible. But I lost all that money and then sort of sat back on one of my plane rides going, not only am I a failure, but I can't keep doing this. I, my, I'm, I'm 30 and I look up my organization chart and there's guys 45 to 50 who are just the most unhealthy creatures I've ever seen. They're all overweight. They have drinking or drug problems. They're on their third marriage. It's just a high stress, horrible existence. And I'm like, don't want me any of that. And uh, at the time, you know, you would actually go to a physical bookstore and I stumbled across Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, the book was purple. My, it's my favorite color. I'm like, shit, I guess I, guess I got to read this one. What, what's this all about? And that book shook me to my core. It introduced me to a concept I'd never heard of, right? This whole rental properties. Man, I isn't grew up that in a family. funny how that happens? It's like, yeah, it's like, Nothing. so like that happened to me too, right? And it happened to yeah. like 10 million other people. <laughs> wow, that book has changed so many lives, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it shook me to my core. It introduced concepts I never heard of. No, nobody in my family ever had any money. Um, I mean, like nothing. Uh, the, the, the idea of owning your home was like foreign to us, uh, let alone a rental property. It just wasn't something we talked about. And it did. It shook my, shook my core. It made sense. It felt logical. I was, uh, uh, you know, I, I understood spreadsheets. I can compare numbers. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to take that 40,000 bucks that I have left, which, you know, four months earlier was six figures and I'm going to go buy a rental property. Don't know what it means. But I'm going to do it. Right. <laughs> so I did what I did what all the book said, right. I drove, it said 30, invest 30 minutes from your house, not rich dad, poor dad. But when I read other books, I'm like, I'm excited. So let me go read a hundred other books. And they all said invest 30 minutes from home. But you know, this is 2002 in the Silicon Valley, but nothing cash flowed, right? Nothing, nothing, nothing was even close. I'm like, God damn it. What? You know, yeah, Robert Kiyosaki, you're lying to me. It's the worst market ever. New York exactly. or that, right? <laughs> exactly, right? I was like, God damn. So uh, I, remember, I remember the day vividly, uh, the wife and I pulled out a California map and we started drawing circles around uh, our, where we live. 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes. And we finally got two and a half hours from home, which is going to be our last circle. Uh, and we hit Fresno, California. I'm like, you ever been to Fresno? No. You ever been to Fresno? No. I'm like, well. Looks like we can buy a hundred thousand dollar house and it'll rent for a thousand bucks. I'm like, damn it, we're buying something. So, yeah, boom, there you go. Yeah, didn't know anything. Uh, we we had a friend of a friend that we kind of knew. Uh, we looked at one house and we bought it. I mean, that was the extent of our research because I had felt like we'd been looking for a year already. And I'm glad and, that we backed up and talked about this. This is great. Yeah. Jumped right in. I love that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we did. Uh, we ended up buying a house. It turns out horrible. Uh, the story doesn't get better from there unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, that's how we started. And you know, that first house is, is an eventful story because we did everything right. Right. We hired a property manager. They did credit checks, reference checks, income, criminal records, all this stuff you're supposed to do. They did. Uh, but unfortunately that couple got a divorce the first month they were in my place. 
and the um, the husband took or the wife took off, and the husband became a uh, functioning alcoholic and stopped going to work and then destroyed our place. So in California, that meant he had about three months of free rent. And when we finally got him out, we had a bill for $1,000 for the attorney and a $15,000 repair bill. So we got first month, we got deposit, and that's all we got for the first six months. And then we got a nice $15,000 kicker at the end of that. So Shit. not fun for the first Shit. month. Man, that's <laughs> terrible because like, you know, that that's happened to me before too, right? But, you know, average it out over, you know, 75, 80 doors, give or take. It's not a big deal. But on the first one, man, yeah. shit. All right. So what yeah. happens next? So I remember, I remember going, I remember just replaying all the mistakes we made in the stock market and going, shit, there's another one. There's another one. There's one. We can't do it. We're just, we're, we're jinxed. All these negative thoughts going through your mind, right? And Olivia, who's my wife, goes, uh, when we drove down there and saw it again, she's like, well, cost of doing business. This was always possible. Uh, let's do it again. I'm like, what do you mean? Let's do it Damn, again. Damn, so your wife was like, down. Yeah. She was down. Yeah, like, I was, all right, like, hey. Hey, let's fail go. Fail <laughs> forward. Fail fast, fail forward. Boom, I like that. Yeah, yeah, you'd like her. Uh, and then it, it got better from there. The good news is we've had thousands of tenants now over almost 20 years. I have two stories like that. It does suck that it happened in our first one, uh, but it doesn't happen very often, but it, it certainly did. Uh, but yeah, I, I just know telling that story, uh, I do it for two reasons. One, it's what happened. But two, I got to remind people that bad stuff happens. When you're a landlord, bad stuff happens. Yeah, people, will lie, lie, people will lie, they'll steal, shit will break. Um, it'll happen. So. It does happen, man. Absolutely. And I like that you keep it real because, you know, everybody wants to talk about the, the bright side of the business all the time. And they don't ever want to talk about, you know, the shit that happens to them or to their houses or to the business and stuff does happen. So absolutely, that's really cool. So boom, man, you have been doing this since 02. Uh, you hated your job. You realized that, you know, time and health is more important. Mm -hmm. You guys jumped in. That's phenomenal. That was, you know, 18 years back. At this point, you got about 150 units and a boatload mm -hmm. of cash in the bank. That is was yes. up. Uh, so, and then you had mentioned that you had done uh, 46, 50 yep. flips 46. over the last two years. Yeah. So I never did any. Yeah. So I never did any flips while I was working. Right. I was. I was as I said earlier. What kind of flips? So what I, I call them, uh, I don't know what they're called in the industry, but what I call them is pride of ownership. So I buy a slumlord property, which is just a total junker. Think three they bedrooms. always rented? Uh, well, they always have tenants. Saying they're rented is a, might be a stretch. I sure. buy lots of but stuff. You're basically buying them with people living in them though. Yeah, most of the time. Yes, most of the time there's somebody there. Most of the time they're not paying. Most of the time I'm buying from a frustrated landlord or even an owner. Uh, I probably bought half a dozen from grandparents who have grandkids living in there that aren't paying you know there's all kinds of stuff that can happen in real estate so they're often occupied you know you do cash for keys or you do a physical eviction uh, all of that stuff but they're just disgusting they're they're nothing often they are nothing that people should be living in they're that bad uh where do you so find have, these properties wholesalers the last couple of years they've been wholesalers i would say of the 46 that we've completed 30 to 35 uh, we're from wholesalers. The other 10 to 12, we're just out of the multiple listing service or from people in my network saying, Hey, 
this this one's a dog. I can't put it in the MLS. Can you buy it? Uh, because when you're known as a producer and you've bought through the last cycle, people people trust you, which is important. I I think my reputation is is I treat it as gold out there. Um, so yeah, I mean there was a whole bunch of wholesalers, lots of young guys hunting, uh, doing door knocking, texting, cold calling. Uh, it's now nothing that you live I in the do. Bay Area and mm-hmm. you you do your investing in Fresno. Now is this just the rentals or the flips too? Everything's in Fresno. So you Everything. do all of your investing there. Mm-hmm. 100%. Very cool. yep. so you are So you already have maintenance guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like I, you might as well put them on a project when they're not doing calls. Because you know how it is with the calls. I mean, they come in waves. Why? I don't know. But it's like you don't get one for four days and then you get 12 of them. It's like, what yeah, in the world? Exactly. Unbelievable, you know? So, yeah. so when they're not doing, you know, the calls and the maintenance and the upkeep, they're working on projects. So I would imagine that's how it works, right? Because that's how we do it. Yeah, our- it's certainly how it started. Uh, I would tell you now, we, we actually, there's one team that we have designated to do doing flips. But when there is a big remodel, they stop the flip and go back and do it, right? If it's just paint and carpet, I'll let someone else do it. They might be 50 or hundred bucks more expensive, but I don't want my team off the flips. But like when I had a roof leak because it, you know, it rains out here, we, we had a roof go out the other day. So instead of spending 10 grand, you know, I have my guys come in for 6,500. Right. Like, okay. Stop the flip. Go, go do the roof. Then come right. back. No, that's, we, so that's how it works. Similar too. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So 46 flips in the last two years. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's impressive in itself. Um, so you're buying these properties and I know, so I'm in St. Louis, you're in California, the laws in St. Louis to get somebody out, you're looking at 45 days to two months, but typically Mm -hmm. you can get them out with cash for keys Mm -hmm. or, you know, other routes, Mm uh, but not always, but California is like double that, right? Maybe triple even in some scenarios. No, no, if you do it. So again, the good news is about having the big rental portfolios. You have just all the procedures in place. Because even if I buy a flip, I buy it and stick it in the in the portfolio, so it gets all the same rules. All you know, it has the same uh, attorneys ready to do evictions and. Yeah, you got um, the systems in place already. It just, just doesn't just matter. Pop it right? into the system. Where's it at in the model? Oh, yep. this and this. Okay, then boom, boom, boom. Got it. So you guys, yeah, are I would time like most people no. in no. The, in the proceeding process because it's all lined out in the system already. I love that. Yeah, we we usually have a decision in in forty eight hours. We the I will and again I don't do any of this to say this I stuff is crazy. Uh, somebody <laughs> on my team, <laughs> somebody on my team will visit that tenant within the first forty eight hours where we will get our feel. How, how easy are they going to be get out? Will, will they take half a month's rent? You know, sometimes if, 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 if my team's ready to go, I will offer them the full fee of the eviction, which is almost a thousand bucks. Right. If you I mean, get out tomorrow, yeah, yeah, if you're going to get out tomorrow or Friday, you get, a, you know, 950 bucks. Most people will take that. Uh, the longest eviction we had, I think, was 62 days or 63 days. It okay, happens. So it's just in the process. You got this down then. Because I've, I've heard people that saying that like in California and maybe it's just some areas, but you're talking like six, eight months to get people out. We have some areas in, in California that are very, very tenant friendly. Typically, Oakland, California is set out as the highest one. And yeah, you, you can have some uh, professional tenants, as I call them, stick you for a year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I man. I won't invest there. <laughs> One of my buddies, uh, Kyle, he's in my mastermind. He lives in Laguna Beach, I think. And he was saying that in that area, it's like a year. Yeah. I don't, uh, no, I don't, I don't play there. 
That's, yeah, that's, that's too long. That is crazy, man. That's crazy. So you guys get them, you get them cheap. Uh, you're buying direct from the seller or from the wholesaler. Sometimes the MLS. I love mm -hmm. it. Uh, you're buying properties that are problem properties. So you're, you're mm -hmm. dealing with motivated sellers. Some mm -hmm. of these are habitable. Some of them aren't. Doesn't matter. You're buying them at a discount. And then, um, and then you're flipping them. So you're doing rehabs. And then are you selling yep. MLS retail? No. Or are I, you so, selling them to investors? Or what's the exit strategy? And how's that? Yeah, work? my exits. The exit's pretty cool. Uh, I don't. I'm sure there are other people doing it. Um, I think it's cool. So I call it taking a slumlord and, and turning into a pride of ownership rental. So let's just use some numbers, right? So I buy a house for eighty thousand bucks. I spend. $40,000 and I do everything. Everything's this. One of the things I do is everything's the same. The paint color's the same. The flooring's the same. The, yeah. Cabinets, the, countertops. It's it's same, right? Right. You know, the only decision is the kitchen layout, right? Cause just some kitchens are laid out different. Uh, but other than that, it's always the same. And uh, that's why it's so easy to do. You could take leftover supplies from one project to the next and it just keeps on rolling. Uh, and then, you know, I put in a tenant. So another thing I do is I sell them uh, occupied. Uh, I just keep them in my system uh, because I want to prove, I want to be able to sell it with a signed lease and property management already in place. I don't appreciate, I know there's lots of turnkey providers out there that sell them vacant and promise some rent level. Uh, not me. I actually get a signed lease. Uh, I like it. What it's I do. Like you yeah. have, but you give them another step too though, man. You give them a signed yeah. lease with management in place. Is that a company you own, the management company or no? Nope. I want no affiliation there. They can, they could take it, take the, yeah, so that can go either way, will. but I like yeah. the fact, cause I, I, you know, I didn't want to overspeak, right. But I like the fact that you don't, because then it's like, listen, I'm, I'm using them. They're managing yeah. my properties. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's in place. If you want to take it elsewhere, go for it, but it's go for it. Right, uh, right. No, no, no relationship, no incentive. Don't make a dollar. Don't get a, don't get a discount. Nothing. Um, yeah. If you want to use it, great. But what, what I do, the reason I want to sell it occupied is I've been, you know, I've been talking for two years now in my, in my real estate channel, one rental at a time about understanding what a, a bad average, good or great deal is. And what I always tell people that buy my stuff is they're always going to get a good deal, right? I don't promise great deals, but I promise they're going to be better than average. And I only could do that if I can calculate the yield or the return the house provides. And you can't do that unless you have a signed lease. It's, it's hocus pocus, right? It's yeah, empty no, that's, that is so true. That is so yeah, true. So, yeah, I sell it. I won't, even, I won't even open escrow until we have a signed lease. And so, so then are you listing these on the MLS as, as nope. rented or where do you take them to? 46 properties sold. Thankfully, I've had everyone sold before they were completed in the repair process. I sold probably 15 or so to my personal network, but the other 30 or so have come through my real estate channel one rental at a time on YouTube. YouTube has uh, brought me, I don't know, probably 18 or 19 different buyers, many of them buying more than one. Wow. Um, so that's the, so the, I have yeah. not heard that yet. Something new every day, guys. That is cool, man. And I know that YouTube channel has been blowing up lately, man. I saw you did a video the other day. And it was yeah. per hour. We're over like crazy. I'm like, damn, what's he doing over there? Yeah. yeah. Consistency pays off. I've been doing original content on YouTube every day uh, for the better part of a year. And, and again, right. I don't work. So uh, I usually get two or three videos up by 9am Pacific. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's over 6,000 subscribers now. 
And, uh, but again, the YouTube channel for me is fun. It's entertaining. We do all kinds of things, but there is no question. Um, it has produced probably $3 million in sales, all from landlords, all from kind of, most, most people will read my book first, I have found. Uh, right, they'll get it on Amazon or Audible. Then they check me out on YouTube. Then they kind of figure out what I'm doing. They're like, oh, I, I get this. What's a bad, average, good or great deal? I get it. They understand how to compare deals because I've been saying for a long time, apartments are grossly overpriced, buy houses. That was my message for 2019. And then I was telling people, you know what? I'm not only telling you this, I'm doing it, right? Here's an apartment I sold and here's another one I sold. And um, houses are better investments. And I think there'll be better investments for two or three more years and I'm gonna buy a lot of houses. So yeah, it's been great. I haven't, I haven't had to list an MLS. I haven't had a property not sell before it was finished. So it's, uh, I'm lucky. I, I got two more in escrow now that should close in the next four to five weeks. And that will be, uh, that'll complete 48 uh, when those two finish. Man, cheers to you and cheers to YouTube for, a lot, for making this thing all possible. So you're putting out a video a day? Probably three videos a day, yeah. What? Three yeah. videos a day? Guys, head on over and check out Michael at one rental at a time. His YouTube is off the chain. Sometimes three videos a day. This guy is just filled with value. <laughs> Wow. Thank so Michael, you. thank you. What is next? What's what's next? I mean, right now, <laughs> happy 420. It's April 20th today. Um, you know, we're we're in the middle of the pandemic right now. Yeah. This episode will probably publish in a week and a half to two weeks. Um, yeah. we'll still be in this pandemic. So that yeah, that's relevant, sure. right? So right. what's next? Well, I've been very clear what I think is next. I think um, I think single family homes in most of the markets are gonna go on sale. I do think there are some markets that are going to get crushed. Some markets, and let's just name them, uh, it will be New York, it will be the Bay Area, it will be LA, it will be Las Vegas, are going to crash. And, and, and I say crash on purpose because they'll probably fall 40%. I believe most of the rest of the U.S., which is really like 90%, um, might see a 4 or 5% haircut. I don't see values coming down because we were so undersupplied, right? We had a real supply problem going into this. But that said, there will be some markets that are just materially affected, i.e. Vegas won't, Vegas won't be Vegas for a decade. So Vegas is going to hurt. Yeah, uh, you're right Valley, about that, man. I, I can, yeah, I Silicon Valley's tech-based. It's going to be in trouble. New York, the epicenter of the pandemic is not going to be the same. People are going to leave. People aren't going to arrive in the same fashion. Uh, so we're going to have some cities that are hurt for a while. But most I'll of the country is going to be fine. How long until we get back to normal, do you think? Well, define normal. What, what, when you say normal, <laughs> Good question. Um, like, like just the, the retail opening back up. Oh, so retail, retail will probably open up like you'll be able to go to malls or whatnot. My guess is sometime late May or June. In yeah, most I'm thinking of the early June too. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. There, but New York will probably be done until August. Yeah, I mean, just because there's so many people so close together. Yeah, see, that's, 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 that's the problem. That, and that's another yeah. thing that, that, that's kind of crazy, Michael, is that every city is its own thing, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, one area could have this crazy rate of, of you know, of cases going yeah. up and others. Yeah, it's just crazy. So, like, having, a, you know, everything get back, I mean, that's going to be a really long time. Like, like you said, August, maybe 
maybe even later than that. Yeah, this is. This yeah, is- I feel for New York, New York, that Boston area, that that little hot spot is. Um, it might be a year before that is is back to normal, right? I mean, yeah. when, when are you going to go to a Broadway play again? Two thousand twenty-one. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, yeah. I mean, when yeah. are you going to go to a Broadway play again? I mean, I mean, I've been to several; they're wonderful. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine sitting in a room full of, you know, five hundred, a thousand people anytime soon. Me neither. So hey, I want to talk about the dry powder that you're saved up right now. You just mentioned earlier that you got a lot of powder. I love it. I think it's great. And over the next 18 months, you're going to start buying a shit ton of single family yep. houses. Are you buying them to rent? Are you buying them to flip? And I would imagine that you're, you're going to be buying them where you bought the rest, right? Over yeah. In your, Always in Fresno. Got it. Yeah. That's Not changing cool. there. So, right, right. so that goes, that goes without saying, uh, I've looked in other markets. People always ask all the time. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm not flashy. I'm not in a hurry to get somewhere. I do not need to be Grant Cardone with the jet and the watches and the cars. It's just not who I am. I'm happy to have my bills paid at the end of the month. So I don't need that flash. I have no desire uh, to, you know, to 10X my portfolio. Uh, but that said, I plan to take advantage of this crisis just like I did the last time. Uh, the most deals I did in a year was 2010. Um, we bought, uh, I think we, we added like 40 units. Most of those were houses in 2010. That's a lot. For an individual, right? I, I didn't, I'm not a syndication. I'm not some fancy, this is just my wife and I, right? So uh, that's what we're getting ready for. I suspect, I'll break it down in chunks because I see this as a rolling wave. Uh, first off, between now and the end of the year, uh, I'm telling all of my wholesalers and all of my real estate agents that I want to buy, um, I'm willing to buy properties that have no equity, but have great um, mortgages. I think there's a lot of owner occupants that bought stuff in the last five years that have 3% mortgages uh, that I want to buy. Um, and I'm going to do them subject to. So I'm not going to buy the traditional way. I'm going to buy subject to. I'm going to use creative finance to buy as many houses as I can between now and the end of the year. When we get to the first half of next year, we're going to start to see that forbearance was not the cure-all that everybody thinks it is. We have 3 million people already asking for forbearance across the uh, country. We got 7.6% of FHA loans already in forbearance. 5% or 4.9% of Fannie and Freddie loans are in forbearance. This stuff is going to freaking blow up and hurt, but it will take time. It won't, this stuff won't even hit the market until through 2021. And I'm going to be ready. Uh, I'm going to be ready with uh, the dry powder. I'll be ready with relationships where I can take private money. Uh, I'll have equity lines set up because, again, I'm very conservative. Not only did we sell apartments, but we had a bunch of houses paid off. So I'll use all the equity I have in cash to get equity lines set up and be very aggressive in 2021. I want to buy more houses in the next 18 months than I bought the last decade. Um, wow. You are going that's what I'm trying to do. hard. I yes. love it. Well, I'm going to have to have you back on the show soon to get some updates several times. Anytime. You are a very, you're fascinating as hell and you know your shit. I Thank love you. it. Usually I get one or the other and I got <laughs> with you. So this has been phenomenal. Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show. You've provided a ton of value to us today. Um, I want to make sure that everybody checks out your book, your YouTube, and what am I missing? And again, the book and the YouTube is one rental at a time. It's yeah. awesome. I know you have some other stuff out there. What you got? 
Yeah. So I guess there's a couple other things. So first and foremost, if you don't, if you don't like watching video, right, YouTube is not your thing. Uh, I do have somebody uh, that takes all my YouTube videos that are greater than five minutes and turns them into a podcast. Those are uploaded every Saturday. Uh, so you'll get a, a, you'll get 50 uploads on a Saturday. Uh, but that is growing as well. We almost 10,000 listens last week. Uh, so that is going strong. Uh, again, one rental at a time. And then the last thing is I get asked so many times, how'd you do it? What do you do? All of this stuff. I finally created an online course called how, how to get started one rental at a time. Uh, I priced it ridiculously cheap at 200 bucks. It's 199. And I did it because people keep asking, how do you do it? How do you learn a market? I don't think there's any secrets in real estate. You just have to know your market. You have to trust yourself. You have to execute focus. You have to be able to compare deals. So I just document everything I do. I still look at my market every day. I looked at it twice already today. And um, it's really that simple. So uh, that also gets you access to my private Facebook group where I answer questions and all of that. And we're all staying home these days. So I actually do a live stream every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. So students can ask me questions and I keep all those private in, in the Facebook group. So that's Maybe pretty much that's, everything I do. That's very cool. Very, very cool. What's the domain name for the course? Uh, you just go to one rental at a time.com. Uh, it's right on the front page, or you can go to any of my YouTube uh, videos and scroll down to the description. You see it. It's there. right there. Yeah, it's called how to get started one rental at a time. Guys, you heard it from the man himself, Michael Zuber. Michael, thank you for coming on the show. Guys, check it out. One rental at a time. This guy has got a book. He's got a YouTube. He's got a podcast. He's got a course. He's got a lot of value for you guys. And that's what I love to do with this podcast here is bring people on like Michael that can share value and help you guys learn how to do this business. All right. Let's not forget you make your money when you buy. You get paid when you sell. Signing off, Michael, any de departing words, my friend? Yeah, the only thing I would tell you is, guys, you have lots of deals coming here in the near future that you will make money when you buy, but don't rush. Don't, don't run early. Uh, you'll, you'll have time. Love it. Michael, thanks again. I'm grateful for your time. I appreciate you. Signing off, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.